What is Truth? 9-11 Written by Greg Fernandez Jr. Narrated by Ryan Barry United Airlines Flight 93 United Airlines Flight 93 was scheduled to depart Newark International Airport at 8 a.m. and arrive at San Francisco International Airport. Flight 93 pushed back from gate A-17 at 8.01 a.m and finally left the airport at 8.42 a.m. with a seven-person crew and 37 passengers on board. Jason Dale was the pilot of United 93 on September 11, 2001. His fifth wedding anniversary was on September 14th of 2001. To make sure that he had the 14th off, he told his wife that he would agree to fly September 11th through the 13th, according to Dale's biography on thepostgazette.com. Captain Dale was only 43 years old on September 11th, and his co-pilot, Leroy Homer Jr., was 36. Leroy Homer was a United States Air Force pilot from 1987 to 1995. Both men left behind a wife and child. The four hijackers sat in the first class and were all seated by 7.48 a.m., led by Zayad Jarrar in 1B. The hijackers of Flight 93 consisted of Ahmed Al-Namu, 3C, Ahmed El-Hanzawi, 6B, and Saeed Al-Gandhi, 3D. At 9.23 a.m., ACARS, Aircraft Communications Addressing and Reporting System, sent out the message, Beware any conflict intrusion. Two aircraft in New York hit Trade Center builds. Three minutes later, the FAA issued a ground stop to all flights nationwide. Air traffic controllers last communicated with the pilots of Flight 93 at 9.27 a.m. At 9.28 a.m., one of the pilots notifies the FAA's Air Traffic Control Center in Cleveland. It's hard to make out what exactly is said by the pilot, which is why everyone is interested in the case and should listen to the audio themselves. However, this is what I hear. Mayday! Mayday! Help! Somebody! Mayday! Get out of here! Mayday! We're gonna all die here! FAA Air Traffic Controllers in Cleveland were attempting to make contact with United Airlines Flight 93, after hearing what sounded like screaming aboard the airliner. Other airline pilots confirmed they had heard the same thing. Over and over again, a Cleveland Center controller tried to make contact with United 93. In the recording, a voice from United Airlines Flight 797 asked United 1523, Did you hear your company? Did you hear some interference on the frequency a couple of minutes ago screaming? United 1523 responded, Yes, I did, 797 and we couldn't tell what it was either. American Airlines 1060 also heard the screaming. Ditto on the other transmission. Asked by Cleveland Center to verify. American 1060 added, Yes, I heard it twice. Cleveland Center responded, Roger, we heard that also. Thanks, I just wanted to confirm that it wasn't some interference. Executive Jet 956 also heard that yelling. United Airlines 93 finally responded at 9.31.55. Please sit down. Keep remain seating. We have a bomb on board. So, Command Center in Hemden was still tracking United 93 at 9.34 a.m. We're still tracking at this time. Command Center told FAA headquarters. Then at 9.36 a.m., Cleveland Center asked Command Center, Our question here is, our aircraft that we have has climbed, turned, and is not talking to us. Do we want to scramble? We have a couple of local military here. Okay, that's a decision that has to be made at a different level, Command Center answered. 
Is someone talking about it at least? After confirming the call sign in the Flight 93 was over Cleveland, Command Center responded, Over Cleveland now? Okay, we'll call you right back. It wasn't until 9.39.10 that one of the hijackers on board Flight 93 spoke again. And this is the captain. I would like to all remain seated. There is a bomb aboard and we're going back to the airport and to have our demands, so please remain quiet. Sometime during the hijacking, one of the five flight attendants, Sandra Bradshaw, made a call to her husband, Phil, in North Carolina. My airplane has been hijacked by three guys with knives, and we're in the back getting together some hot water to throw on them. Have you got any ideas? Sandra told her husband she saw one of the hijackers sitting on the back of the first class, a short guy with a dark complexion. When they stood up, they had red bandanas around their heads. She told me that the plane had turned around, and she did not know who was flying the airplane and why they were. She would see a river, and I assume it was the Ohio in Pittsburgh. Todd Beamer, a passenger on board Flight 93, called the GTE Verizon switchboard from the plane and spoke with the supervisor by the name of Lisa Jefferson. Jefferson stated, He told me that there was three people that had taken over the plane, two with knives and one with a bomb strapped around his waist with a red belt. The two with the knives had locked themselves in the cockpit. They had ordered everyone to sit down. The hijacker with the bomb pulled the curtain to first class so they couldn't see what was going on, but he did see two people lying on the floor first class. He couldn't tell if they were dead or alive. The flight attendant told him he was pretty sure it was the pilot and co-pilot. Lisa was speaking to Todd Beamer as the aircraft was moving erratically. We are going down. No, wait. We are coming back up. We're turning around. We're going north. We're going north. At this point, I don't know where we are going. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, Jesus. Please help us. Close to 9.41 a.m., Cleveland Center lost Flight 93's transponder signal. United 93, do you hear Cleveland Center? Okay, American 10-6 and Executive 965, we just lost the target on the aircraft. Flight 93 was 25 miles northwest of Executive Jet 965. Around the same time, Command Center told FAA headquarters, United 93 is descending. At 9.46 a.m., the FAA Command Center in Hemden, Virginia, relayed to FAA headquarters that United 93 was now 29 minutes out of Washington, D.C., and tracking towards it. This is the one who reversed course in Ohio. He has... He was a flight level 350 turned around in Akron, Ohio. At 9.49 a.m., Command Center asked FAA headquarters, Do we want to think about scrambling aircraft? Oh, God... I don't know, Command Center responded. That's a decision somebody's going to have to make probably in the next 10 minutes. FAA headquarters let Command Center know. Everyone just left the room. At one point, the airplane's transponder turned back on. According to air traffic control transcripts, the United has now come up, back on. His transponder's up. He's back on his, on his original code, 8,200 feet. Illinois police are reporting receiving a 9-11 air phone call from a passenger reporting to be on United Flight 93. He's reporting three hijackers on board with knives and making threats of a bomb on board. Flight 93 was less than 20 miles northwest of Johnstown, Pennsylvania, when it waved its wings around 10.01 a.m. It was waving its wings as he was past the V, Command Center reported. The VFR aircraft, they don't quite know what that means, rocking his wings. According to 9-11 Commission report, most of Flight 93 crashed into a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, at 10.03 a.m. At 10.07 a.m., Command Center notified the FAA. 
This is a report of black smoke in the last position I gave you 15 miles south of Johnstown. From the airplane or from the ground? FAA headquarters asked. They're speculating it's from aircraft. Command center responded. It hit the ground. That's what they're speculating. That's speculation only. Cleveland Center asked another airliner on the frequency. Do you see any activity on your right side? Smoke or anything like that? American 1060 answered. Negative. We're searching. Yeah, we do have a smoke puff from about, oh, probably 2 o'clock. These appear to be just dark clouds, like a pluff of black smoke. On the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, Rick King, assistant chief of the Shanksville Volunteer Fire Department, saw some small fires in the woods, just small brush fires, the ground smoking, debris everywhere, pieces of metal, paper, insulation, wiring, and I just looked around, and no people, you know, and I'm thinking, where are the people? News 2, Lauren Melvin also interviewed King about what he saw on the morning of September 11, 2001. A huge fireball went up in the sky, King told the reporter. My porch just rumbled. It shook. A big mushroom cloud of black smoke. When King and a few volunteer firefighters arrived at the crash site, the crater was there. There was a landing gear tire, and there was on fire. The trees were smoldering. There were small brush fires and the smell of jet fuel. Just small pieces of debris scattered everywhere. Nothing really identifiable as far as a plane. Federal Aviation Administration air traffic control recordings from September 11th also revealed a very interesting piece of information. At 8.42 a.m., a person identified as Foxy stated, I've never seen so much real-world stuff happen during an exercise. Foxy was referring to the five military exercises already in progress that same morning. Operation Vigilant Guardian was one of those five exercises, which coincidentally involved hijacked airplanes. This has been What is Truth, 9-11, written by Greg Fernandez Jr., narrated by Ryan Berry, copyright by Greg Fernandez Jr., production copyright by Greg Fernandez Jr.